Good evening, dear listener. Grab yourself a nice drink, put your feet up, lie back, close your eyes and relax. This is a casual meeting tonight, so no suits and ties here, because it's all pre-season and the jacket's required rule has been relaxed for this evening only. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lords and ladies, cats and dogs, it is the Podding Shed. Um, This is the first of at least 12, well, maybe 10... Uh, we'll agree on eight episodes this year. Yes, folks, the mantra still stands. We still pod when we want. Um, t- this, tonight, uh, despite one or two being AWOL, others holding out for a better contract, and some who were just happy to even be remembered, um, <clears throat> not for this, not for us, the fad of the new, we appreciate and indeed respect those who have done their time and worn away their stubble due to constant chin scratching in bemusement about the changes that are going on around them. Um, but I have assembled a stellar crew again of people, uh, and one of them who hasn't been on for a while, and I've really, really missed him, um, because we only get to really wave each other at football or have the odd half-time chat. Um, this is episode 94. Uh, the episode is as yet, of course, untitled, but of course the dear leader and promoter Nick, our very own version of Bertrand Russell, will conjure a title that is something <coughs> clever, classic, contemplative, Corinthian and cracking. So let's move on and start by introducing tonight's Pod and Shed Glitterati, starting with me, of course. Uh, my name's Tony Glover, uh, also better known or known by my Twitter handle, at UK. And for tonight, I will be the Emily Maitlis of the night, trying to keep the rest in control and intervening with sharp questions and challenges and possibly the odd sigh of disbelief. Um, first of all, let's introduce our man of music, who doesn't let the sound of duelling banjos disturb his mantra of calmness. Please welcome Donal, a.k.a. at Dr. Blue's, Dr. Underscore Blue Bow. Evening, Donal. <laughs> oh, good evening, uh, and uh, <clears throat> welcome back all for the, uh, for the new season ahead and the challenges that lie therein. Thank you. Right. Um, now, tonight, I would have been introducing Dan Silver at this point, but um, he's, he has actually gone AWOL. Um, and I suspect uh, he's actually appearing in various supermarkets, having selfies taken in Pimlico and Winchester, um, hoping, yeah. <laughs> hoping to hoping to make up for the fact that he couldn't get on the fan cast this week. Um, but uh, we do have uh, the the lovely Kweku back in town tonight. Um, uh, so uh, he's also better known as at number one is Chelsea on Twitter. So welcome, Kweku. Welcome. Uh, I've rebranded. Uh, gone back to my roots at Kings Roader. Oh, at Kings Roader, have you indeed? Well, in that indeed, case, yep. yeah. Right, okay, I need to. I need to update my. You know, obviously, I don't rewrite the entire script. I just selectively put strike throughs on bits and then have it. It's, it's basically a working document. Um, so, uh, and finally, finally, and this is I always consider this a huge Brucey bonus. After a long time away from the podding shed, through absolutely sheer rubbish timing on my part. Because I'm always asking him to appear when the fan cast was calling him and he's already been on it. Um, we have the lovely Clayton Beerman, also known as at Goalie59 on Twitter. Welcome, Clayton. I'm really looking forward to hearing your views on the goalkeeping situation specifically. 
Well, thank you, and it's great to be back. Um, first, I'd like to apologise for not having wished you a happy birthday, so I hope you had a lovely birthday. I, I, um, I did, thank you. And, and, it, and it's, it's great to be back in the shed, and good to see that the cobwebs and all the old oil cans are still there. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, it's, it has a certain charm and a certain um, uh, character about it, I like to think, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's good to hear your, your voice. I'm really looking forward to the stuff on goalkeeping, because I know... Uh, I know you have fairly strident opinions on Thibaut Courtois, um, and um, I'll just be interested to get your take on this new guy as well. But we'll come to that uh, in a minute. Um, so it's worth pointing out, Tony, that there may be some in- incidental noise during the evening because, due to the uh, heat wave that we're currently uh, suffering, we've obviously had to leave the door of the <laughs> plodding shed open. So you might hear a couple of. Doors down, Alfie's out there uh, hoeing his sprouts or yeah. something, and, and obviously you might hear a few unwanted sound effects. But yeah, we'll do our best. Here. I, I, no, I, no change there. No, no change <laughs> there. Um, uh, <laughs> indeed, that's, that's sort of thrown me off a little bit. Actually, I was going to say something, and it's completely gone. Sorry, again. Tony. That's all right. Um, so tonight, and onto the football and and the chat. After feasting on the best World Cup I can remember, it's back to the bread and butter stuff. And uh, we are obviously trying to keep it simple tonight. It's pre-season. The real stuff kicks off on Saturday um, with a, a, a lovely away fixture to Huddersfield, um, which I th- still think will be a sterner test than any of the pre-season friendlies we've played. Um, but for me, we're a team that's nowhere near challenging for a top six place, uh, let alone a top four. Um, will Sarri prove me wrong? Um, I'm going to be quite open about it. I'm not a fan. I remain unconvinced. Um, I have a horrible feeling that we're looking at uh, either AVB or Scolari 2.0. Um, but over to you, chaps. Um, and it is a general open question. So whoever jumps in first will get their chance to say anything. Uh, my question is, or my point is... Maurizio Sarri, is he the man? I'll take it. Go far away. Okay, well, uh, Tony, uh, I think I completely disagree with you. Uh, um, For this reason, because I think that a lot of what has happened last season um, has spilled into the mood of this season, and I think a lot of us need to snap out of it, because... uh, there have been a lot of exciting things that have gone on at the club and I think we need to separate the team from the way that we feel about the management and the board. Um, firstly, Hello, Quick, last you? season, uh, having, Your microphone's having slipping, mate. finished... Uh, sorry? Your microphone's slipping. We're getting you in, uh, slightly intermittent there. All right. Can you hear me, can you hear me now? Oh, yes, that's perfect that now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of the... Um, the bad feeling from last season has slipped into this season. But I think we need to separate the way we feel about the board and the management from the way we feel about the team. Because we finished fifth last season um, and we've gone into this season having kept our best player. And by the end of the window, uh, which I think is still ticking down before we close it uh, to stop the flies coming in, um, we, we, uh, we would have kept the player who Real Madrid wanted. We would have got a new manager. We would have signed, broken the world record for a goalkeeper, and we would have signed one of the most talented midfielders in Europe. And I think if we if we can't be excited about that, then I think we need to reassess uh, 
a few things. Um, the Conte situation was really, really bad. Um, I mean, everybody knows what football we played last season, but, you know, we somehow managed to escape pretty much scot-free. And I think that alone is cause for, for, for celebration. And secondly, I just think that this is a fresh chapter. You know, we've we've got stuff to look forward to. I don't know what the new manager is going to do. It's it's an open uh, it's an open question, but we're going to do it from a much better place than where we started, and that's without Champions League football and after all the chaos of last season. So, whatever I feel about the board, which is always a bit iffy, um, I, I think we can afford to have some form of optimism at least with with all of those things in mind, because we should be starting this season without Eden Hazard. Uh, we should be starting the season with pretty much no money and we should be starting the season uh, probably with a manager much worse than, than sorry. Uh, so I think we should try and be a little bit more optimistic about the way things are. Clayton. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring you in before Donal, but I don't really mind who comes in at that point. I, I mean, hats off. That's a, that's a really positive spin on... Um, on everything that's been going on. I th- the thing is that if you take away, and it's pretty difficult to take away, if you take away all the crap and then we start the season with the squad that potentially we're going to have, then it doesn't look too bad. The sorry thing I think is quite interesting. I honestly don't know. I mean, I loved Conte and I, I was upset that he had to go, but it was his decision. He didn't want to be here, and it was fairly obvious during quite a lot of last season that he didn't want to be there. Um, And in the same way that as a club, when we have players who don't want to be there, we let them go. Um, The the Conte situation could only end one way. I think the thing is that it is very unfortunate that it it went on as long as it did. Um, None of us are privy as to... The negotiations, the legals, one in getting Sarri in and two in getting Conte out. Um, and I think that we will start the season on the back foot. Um, but I do think, you know, a lot of what Kweku said is correct. One of the problems we're going to have is completely changing the system. I mean, it was completely freakish that Conte changed a system and it worked virtually immediately. Um, whether it's going to work immediately this time I'm not sure and I think we may be 10 games into the season before we're doing what um, Sarri wants to do and I think that's a combination of him being able to find his best players he's only been at the club three weeks which is just no way to prepare for a season and all of our best players were at the World Cup so and we're going to have new people coming in so I think I think the jury's out I mean a lot of the the disappointment, I understand your frustration, Tony, but I think a lot of that is, is sort of, you know, predicated by social media. And I'm as bad as anybody else. I'm on there a lot. I've, what I've, I've not done a lot recently is actually respond to some of the utter, utter fuckwittery on there. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just been appalling. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you need a and, shovel for all the crap on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, people are slagging the board off. Well, OK, I'm sure there's things they could have done better. But if, and it's a big if because they're not holding the shirts up yet, but if they basically, if Kopchik comes in, if the keeper comes in, um, as you say, Giorgino looks like a great buy. I think, you know, we're, we'll be OK because the point is that we, we had a lot of players in the squad that were pretty good to start off with. 
there will need to be more additions, I think, in January uh, or maybe next season. But I think we're, we we could be at a good starting place. The the one sorry to blather on, but the the one thing that I think that we as fans, I mean, everybody's saying the board should tell us what's going on. No, they shouldn't. No, the board no, no, no. tells anybody what the hell's going on with their business. No business no, does that. No, and we, no, no we can't ex- we can't expect them to do that. And the fact is that. You know, when you get tweets that said we've been, you know, all these players and the club haven't got any of them in. How the hell do we know whether they were interested in any of them? Yeah, yeah. I, I, anyway. I, 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 I sort of take your point on that. My, my, my own take on Sarri is he's just, you know, barely someone that most of us or most people I know have barely heard of until sort of halfway through the season. Um, you know, he's he hasn't got he hasn't got the track record of success. I appreciate he hasn't been in the game particularly that long nine years I think or something like that um, and I, I I loved Conte I think I'm I'm like you and I appreciate the fact that he wasn't there but I think there was a really good and I think I'm sure it was you that tweeted this actually about this stuff about we're going to be playing this amazing system I mean it, it's not yeah, like we I haven't would, yeah. al- we haven't already done that Everton yeah. was just one of the most yeah. phenomenal games and we played we played some beautiful football if people forgotten beating Manchester City 3-1 at their home ground yeah uh, from 1-0 down and I find it, um, you know, so I, I think for me, what's what's kind of broken it a little bit for me is that, you know, I I thought what Conte did, he came in, we, we'd finished 10th, we were out of everything, we were, you know, on our knees, and in one season, one season took us on a 13-game winning run to win the league, a phenomenal achievement. I, I put that up there with Jose's achievement of winning the league the first time in 2005 or whatever. I, I think, think it was better. You know, and, and then to see it sort of fall apart, and I, 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 you know, I have this gut feeling that you know he brings his wife and kids over and everything like that. He's on the you know sort of a promise of a, you know, support and everything, and it, then it doesn't turn out to be like that. And I think if I moved from here to you know Glasgow with that kind of promise, only to find that the rug had been pulled from under my feet, I think I would be pretty miffed at it as well. Donal, your view? Well, Tony, um, <clears throat> first of all, I, I've found a little piece of music that I think <laughs> sums up the way you seem to feel about this whole situation and I'll, I'll just I'll play that before I, I speak please do Yeah. There we so, go. so just Ooh. to just to let you know, if you weren't listening, Clayton, um, Donal played that at the beginning. Um, I think you were we hadn't quite got in contact with you at that point, and he said to me, "Do you know it is?" And I, I said, "Well, it's either Connie <coughs> Francis or Nancy Sinatra." And he Was went, it Patsy oh. Cline? No, it's Connie Francis. Connie, well done. You know, and I just it brings back sort of memories of '78 spinning on an old radiogram way before the days of stereogram. You know, this just had one speaker that you had to gently walk across the floor. Um, Queku, you'll be lost on this conversation. Completely. I mean, I'm just wondering whether whether you walked around my horse and or you travelled around my horse and carriage. We weren't far off. Yeah, we had an Austin 1100, yeah. which had almost the same horsepower as a single horse and carriage. You know, but uh, so it brought back some nice memories. Sorry, Donald, please carry on. And, and, and so, dear listener, you may discount um, young Tony's footballing knowledge, <laughs> but you can't. You can't say anything about his musical knowledge. 
man who could spot a Connie Francis record from miles away. <laughs> uh, the jukebox. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't know what to think. Is <laughs> as usual. <laughs> After all, that. as usual, there's a creaking, wobbly fence with me sitting on it. Um, like you all, I, you know, I I was carried away in that a bit like with Ancelotti when he won the double. You know, you sort of got carried away on a wave of thinking despite experience telling you otherwise that we're on we're on we're on the road again you know we're going to start building something and of course it crashed and burned straight away um yeah i a bit like you tony i can't confess to have knowing that much about world football in terms of who's who and who's what um sarri certainly seems to be a not a strange choice but a you know a choice that until the last few months of the season left field we probably wouldn't have thought about um i think it was is it sebastian chapri or someone on twitter came up with an interesting little graphic whereby um it was sort of a, a timeline of chelsea's managers and it seemed that we were due a heavy smoker apparently <laughs> <laughs> it went back to I don't. I, I wish I knew who's it. Well, it may have been his. He may have just been passing something on. But it was like it started. I think back with Viali or someone like that. And then you know we've he had used to like smoke a couple, while he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a couple of smokers. Then a, a non-smoker. Then a couple of smokers. Then not. and so um, apparently I, I think we were due a, a smoker. And and of course, Sarri's that. Um, he comes with us. He comes with a system, I suppose. Um, and. One of the doubts is: do the, do the current crop of players are they the blend that will make his system work? That's obviously a problem. Another problem is it's going to take them, even if they can play that system, it takes a little bit of time. Having watched, been there on Sunday and watched a bit last night, watched a few of the other games, it seems to me that a lot of the players, and I may be wrong here, a lot of the players still turn back and play the ball back when the opportunity is there to maybe move the ball forward. And I think that's possibly, you know, conditioning the Mourinho and then the, the Conte way of, you know, first thing to do, secure the ball, then just move it back and reposition. Whereas maybe last 10, 15 minutes last night when Jorginho came on and Kante was on, we were springing the ball into in between the two sets of Lyon, uh, you know, midfield and defence finding the space in there and moving the ball in there a bit quicker. So, you know, it, it's, I think a lot of people have said, you know, even at Napoli, it took him six, eight, ten games to start really getting the results. And my worry is, is that, you know, even if we're one nil down at half time against Huddersfield, yeah. <laughs> the world of Chelsea will be crashing and burning around our ears. You know, are we going to hang on till October and, and wait and see what happens? I, think, I, I personally am because I think after after finishing tenth the year before, and then we've had a, a league win, and then last season, I'm I'm sort of just watching the football now. I'm, I'm trying not to invest too much into it at this moment in time. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't personally see that he's going to be given the time based on our previous experience you know with AVB with Scolari with you know any if, if, if he yeah. can keep the dressing room um, and keep the belief then maybe but can, that's my big can, can, I, can I jump in with a few yeah, just a few yeah, things yeah. here 
I think that the first thing is uh, what what actually happens at Chelsea. Um, the thing with the managers is is usually quite simple and predictable. Uh, in fact, most managers get uh, past January. Uh, Scolari, AVB. Um, but I think the only exception was was Robbie. Um, but then I think we knew that they didn't really want Robbie there um, anyway. But that's another another story from the start. Um, I think you've got to you've got to look back to where we were at the end of last season. Now, if we could all turn our minds back to that happy period where we were uh, drawing uh, games against uh, or losing to Newcastle and drawing games against West Ham, um, if somebody had told you at the start of next season that you would keep Eden Hazard that you would have a manager in who has a track record of playing really good football, that you uh, would be signing uh, some of the best players in Europe ahead of uh, Manchester City uh, and Manchester United uh, and possibly even Liverpool, if if the rumours about Nabil Fekir are to be believed, you'd have bitten somebody's hand off. Um, and that's where I am um, with this. I don't know what's going to happen with, with, with Sarri, um, but I did say last season that we were in a situation where we had gone through every single Champions League, Champions League <laughs> yeah. winning manager yeah. that we could possibly hire. So we were always going to come to the point where we'd run out. And that's why we turned to chain smoking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's, that's obviously the way we get rid of our stress. So uh, we were in a situation where we, we've hired Sarri. Now, in terms of his, his track record, this is a guy with proven uh, credentials in this respect. All his teams go on an upward trajectory. It's promotion after promotion after promotion. And I can't tell you how hard it is to manage Napoli. You've got a chairman there who's pretty demanding. The fans make our fans look like, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the sort of therapists. Um, they, it's an incredibly demanding club. And he, he took them uh, to within a fair crack of, of a side that is just basically the monopolizing Serie A. So I'm, I, I, I really think that, um, well, you should be cautious because, you know, it's Chelsea. I, I don't understand where all this negativity is coming from as far as the team is concerned. I think we are in a pretty good place. And here's the, here's the thing. How would you like to be a Tottenham fan or a Man United fan right now? Okay. If you're a Tottenham fan, your manager has just signed a new contract on the basis that the team was going to be revamped and he was going to have money to spend. Yeah. And apparently the word is that it's now sell to buy. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Man United fan, well, you know, you're in season three. Yeah, you're in season three is the best way of putting yeah, yeah. it. So, look, it yeah. could it could go completely belly up for us. But I think, uh, so, given where we are, given where we were, I think this is a this is a pretty pretty decent so, position to be in. I, and, and and just just to quickly wrap up, I think the most important thing is this style of football. This seemed to be the biggest issue last season, not just in terms of what were the results, but in terms of the way that it was making the players so unhappy. I mean, if you look at um, the performance against Man City away, that was that was probably the worst performance anybody can ever remember since back in the uh, early 90s stroke, uh, yeah, 80s. Yeah, that was dreadful, yeah. So, you know, when I, when I turn up at Wembley and I see uh, Ross Barkley, uh, of all people, actually wanting to receive the ball in a tight position and then play it off. Uh, a little bit of me, you know, um, quivers, you know, with excitement. So let's see what happens. 
Um, I don't want to get into this kind of sorry ball nonsense. I just want to give the guy a chance. And uh, and I remember a big club that hired another manager who was in a fairly low position um, in Serie B, uh, who everybody was laughing at when they said they signed this guy and he never won anything. And he was called Arrigo Sacchi. So um, I think we need to let just be patient, see what happens. I, I, We've got all the tools and then go from there. Yeah, so I've, I've, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's a question of, of us being patient uh quite as i say you know I, i'm happy to sit and and watch and see what unfolds after all the years we've sat and watched what unfolds mm. um and perhaps invested in one or two managers and players emotionally and and now i'm older and wiser uh, i my concern is that instead of you know and i appreciate what you say about they generally last past January, but by October, November, you know, things, if he, will he be given the sort of time to develop the team? No. And not, I'm, I'm not talking about the Twitterati, no. you know. No, no, no. And, you I, know, I, wetting, wetting themselves on a, a daily basis. Yeah. I just mean that naturally at Chelsea, that pressure builds. And it was starting to build on Conte when, yeah. you know, only a couple of months in. Um, and and he shifted to the back three, and the rest is history. But you know, I'm 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 you know he's now the Chelsea manager. The guys are wearing the blue shirts. That's my team. Yeah. That's who I go along so, to support. Gonna, you know, I didn't I didn't leave Wembley on Sunday, you know, gnashing my teeth and and fearing the worst. All I all I'm concerned hot. about. There's no director of football. There's uh, a, a, an owner who traditionally has been relatively trigger happy. And I just, you know, I don't want to be looking at, at the mainstream media on, on the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th of November with all those well-known journalists already writing their pieces about how the players are this, the managers yeah, are, yeah. Roman's down at the ground. I'm, I'm That's bring, all I'm concerned about. Yeah, so I'm going to bring, I mean, I've, I've moved from, you know, a, a kind of dislike of of the whole thing um i've i've you know i've hung too much emotion i think before on on getting yeah you know emotional about managers and and i think the what happened to conti and the way it's been treated is basically it's just you know the points make prizes straw that breaks camels back and and to me you could put anybody in there i wouldn't, I wouldn't give a shit about them and that, that's how i feel about sarah i don't think it's certainly not for me to like or respect him uh, i think it's his job to prove to me um, and to every single right. fan that he's he's the man for the job. But my worry is is that we we you know we are renowned for dressing room clicks. Uh, we've never really got to the bottom of that. Conti was the hard man who was going to come in and break all that up, and just seems to have maybe you know split them up, but into different fragments this time. And um, and and we're going to be in this position, you know, in a few months' time. Clayton, I'd like to just bring you in and get your view on. You know, this is this is moving into the politics side of things a, a bit, but you know, we we are a, a trigger happy club. Um, I don't believe Sarri will be given any more time than AVB or Scolari or anybody. What's your thoughts on the on, on what we've just discussed as well? I think he will, because I think if you think about the last six months of Conte's reign, in days gone by, he would have been out on his ear. Um, mm. I think everybody accepts that Man City away was completely unacceptable. And, OK, um, a lot of people forget that Kante wasn't uh, playing that day, which is always a, a, a massive, massive miss. But the bottom line is, it didn't matter. We still had a relatively decent side. 
and that that side went out there to do nothing to do absolutely nothing with with zero ambition and you know on the basis that our owner has spent however much money that can't be acceptable on any level i mean so and then we had another couple of awful results and so i think that he will be given time i think he he he'll be given at least a season i i really can't see i i'm completely I, I agree with you i mean it's the first time that we've hired a manager in a long long time where i haven't i've got no emotion one way or the other i mean obviously the last two were were conte and and jose so you know delighted on both those appointments the one before was a fat spanish waiter and but I can't remember being completely ambivalent about a coach because ultimately I don't know anything about him. I mean, all we know, you know, we know about football. Yeah, we've been watching football a long time. Some of us longer than others. Uh, you know, in some respects, you, you actually hear about people, you know, that they've got their, their views on football and you think, how long have you been watching, mate? <laughs> you know, because they just talk out <laughs> of bollocks. Yeah. You know, I don't know about Surrey. I know a lot of people who know a lot more than I do who watched Serie A and said they were brilliant. And they came second last year in Serie A to, with the most amount of points, which would have won the league on several other years against a Juve team that have won it, what, seven years in a row now? Something yeah. like that? I, yeah, I, don't I think know. so, yeah. But just, just the segue into the politics of it, I mean, this business about emotional investment in managers, that should have stopped after Mourinho left the second time. I mean, we know that club inside out by now. You know, we know that managers are no longer there for four or five seasons, you know, uh, even if they win things. So that emotional investment should have stopped a long time ago. But I don't disagree, but I, I just think it's interesting that um, for the first time in a long time, somebody's come in and I've got no idea about him. And mm. I know that he's obviously a good coach. He's got an interesting history. And the fact, he wasn't a football manager to start off with. And he's only been doing it for 10 years. I, I've got no idea, but as you said, we've run out of other people, haven't we? That's, yeah. There that, isn't anybody no, else. No, there isn't, exactly. There, there, there was Zidane, but, you know... Well, um, I, heard, I heard there was some bloke called Tony Glover who oh, uh, you know, the club have been looking at very seriously. Uh, I, I, you know. I, no, they don't want somebody like me in there, they really don't. But, I, I, you know, I thought, um, you know, uh, maybe the, the deal was already being worked on and... Um, but Zidane comes with you know three back-to-back or three Champions Leagues or whatever it is and and what have you. But maybe you know it's maybe you know, the, the Premier League is a great leveler. I think it, it you know you, people with big reputations have had them you know spiked pretty good and proper in the Premier League. And um, so you know it's interesting. I suppose um, I don't think Zidane you know Guardiola only came to the Premier League um, when his mate was director of football at City hmm. and he's come to a club with almost bottomless resources and still finished you know, fourth uh, yes um, you know so managers who who choose to leave a club like Barcelona or Bayern or Real Madrid who dominate you know their respective leagues they were never going to come to to Chelsea um, having to do the sort of rebuild and you know, difficult times, perhaps yeah. not, you know, we can't say that, that money's not being made available if they're about to spend 71 million on a, on, on, a, 
on a goalkeeper. But yeah. you know, who, whose policy is is perhaps somewhat opaque because they don't have a director. You know, Guardiola went to City when um, they had. Yeah, was director of football. Yeah. So it's, it's just been announced that the um, the deal for Courtois to Real Madrid's been agreed. Yeah. Oh, is it right? With, okay. I'll, with Ko- I'm, Kovacic I'll, coming in right. to Chelsea I mean, on the season. I, on I, want, I do want to talk to you about that goalkeeper, but I'll bring you to bring you in on that in a minute. Um, I've got on. I've got a very very significant theory about Courtois and the fans' relationship to him, which we will come on to. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you, you'll. So I think just to wrap this bit up about Sarri, I mean I, I'm I think Clayton used the word ambivalent, which is how I am, um, and good luck to him. Um, mm. You know I just have my doubts about you know the time he'll be given with with such a trigger happy owner. Um, you know if we're in tenth place in November, um, and uh, uh, I, I just don't see that being mm. acceptable, um, but even by that point. Um, we are lucky we kept Hazard, but, you know, uh, at was one point it was looking like Hazard was going to go, and I had this debate with Joe Tweedy, actually, about Joe about the whole thing, saying, actually, you know, if we get rid of Conti, we'll get to keep these players. And at one point it looked like all the players that Joe mentioned we were going to lose anyway. Um, and I don't really know how much sway the manager has over keeping them. But, you know, we've got Hazard for mm. at least a season, which is good. Um, I, I hope they give him the captaincy. And a new contract I, I, on the table for him. Yeah, and I think if they give him the captaincy, I think, you know, we sh- we sh- you know like in the way Barcelona built the team around Messi, I think we should be doing uh, a similar thing uh, around Hazard because I believe he's, he's equally as talented uh, in a lot of ways as, as Messi. And, um, you know, I, I'd, I'm, I'm intrigued by how Messi would have coped in the Premier League where he's actually physically getting kicked in the air probably a lot more than he would have ever done in, in Spain. Um, let's move on to the... Let, let's move straight on to the Courtois. Can I, can I just say, Tony, yeah. it's significant that we uh, we resisted the um, temptation to blow too much smoke up Sarri's arse, particularly given that he'll always be blowing more out of his nose <laughs> than we could ever blow up his arse. Anyway, uh, carry on. Um, so I just want to... We'll move on to the Courtois thing, because it's all about... Yes. Um, I was going to do the ins and then the outs, but I think mm. let's do let's do the uh, the outs. And, and as it stands at the moment, the most significant one uh, is Thibaut Courtois. And as um, it's just been... Clayton's just said, it's been announced that he, he's off to Real Madrid. Um, and there's been a lot of crap in social media and in, you know, some of the press, uh, but social media being as vitriolic as it is, um, you know, we're getting the, uh, the, the various accusations. Uh, is he a Judas... Um, I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I, I think most fans are way too precious about loyalty um, when there's virtually no player in the world that is loyal to one club. Um, you know, we were very lucky with um, Frank Lampard, uh, with John Terry, um, but they are very much exceptions to the rule. Maybe Stevie Gerrard at, at Liverpool. Um, you know, as, as, as there are until he uh, submits a transfer request. Well, you know, I say that, but then John Terry did, didn't he? He played the system to get, you know, I'm off to Manchester City unless you give me some more money, which we did. You know, so it's, you know, none of them are, um, uh, I don't think any of them are 100% loyal. So my, my view, um, I, I, I take a personal view. He's, he was a good goalkeeper. He didn't endear himself to the fans particularly. Um, I'm not sure that it's his job. I don't think Neville Southall particularly endeared himself to Everton's fans uh, much. But I, I, I have a personal, my personal theory is, is that when you send someone out on a three-year loan, you stand every chance of them going native, and that's exactly what's happened. 
and that he's never got over those three years in Madrid, albeit with Atletico Madrid, but he's put down roots there, um, um, irrespective of whether he's with his partner or not, his kids are there, and I don't think he ever came back to us with Chelsea in his heart. And I'm going to bring Clayton in, because I know Clayton is a goalkeeping... Um, uh, uh, he's, he has a big interest in goalkeepers and a very strident opinions um, around uh, uh, Courtois and, the, and his naysayers. So Clayton, I'd like your views, please. Okay, so um, several aspects to this. First of all, um, I think Kibo Courtois is a very good goalkeeper. Um, most of the crap that's been spouted on social media has basically said he's nothing special and we're not going to miss him. I completely disagree. I think he is special. I think that he is a very good goalkeeper and he proved it in the World Cup. Um, okay, he won the Golden Glove, which is not necessarily you know, the greatest honour in the world, but he actually showed that he was a decent keeper. I think that um, he showed up in most big games, Barcelona away being the obvious exception. He won a CFA Cup. I mean, however good Hazard was, Hazard didn't get the ball in the FA Cup, but Courtois won the FA Cup for us. Um, I think when you've got somebody who is in situ, who basically is um, used to playing in the Premier League, that's a a massive bonus. Um, I think you're 100% correct. He should have come back after two years, not three years, but we had Czech. So the club were caught between a rock and a hard place because Czech was, at that time, still a very good goalkeeper. And they thought, well, we'll just park him there for another year, which unfortunately, um, we just, as I say, you know, we had an abundance of riches. We had two fantastic goalkeepers on our books and one was potential and one was established. All of those who are basically saying we should never let Czech have gone, I think, are talking rubbish because... Um, you speak to Arsenal fans now and they can't wait to get rid of him. So, you know, people get older, not as good, etc. Um, I think it's unfortunate how it's ended, but I blame the club as much as I blame him. Um, the club, when they knew, because in January, and I know this was this was tweeted yesterday, the... Um, a thing from one of the newspapers that in January he said, I'm going to sign a new deal. Um, the minute he didn't sign a new deal in January, we should have been looking for a new keeper. So it was inevitable from January, if he didn't sign a new contract, that he wasn't going to stay. On the basis of, of him not being liked by um, the fans, I think it's irrelevant. I think he, mm. he, he did a job. I think one of the problems with him was he didn't, for whatever reason, he didn't engage with the fans. I've seen loads of YouTube videos of him going into the crowd and giving his shirt to kids. don't know what that is if that's not engaging with the fans. I don't know what he's supposed to do. Is he supposed to tell jokes? I don't know. It's just, you know, how do you endear yourself with the fans? He basically said, he told the truth. I miss my kids. My kids are in Madrid. You know, one day I will go back to Madrid. It was never in doubt he was going to go back to Madrid. Mm. And the basis that he has now gone back was all true. So he's been with us for four years. Players don't spend 10, 15 years with clubs anymore. You know, he spent four years. He won us two league titles. He won us um, an FA Cup. Yep. You know, and, and I, I really just, 
I don't get the hate. I mean, I understand the hate because he's dissed us by what? By not coming back when he knew he was going? I mean, I think that 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 is just... This has proved that it was going to happen. They always knew it was going to happen. They must have, have known the new keeper was coming in and something. So what was the point of him coming back for two yeah. days? And you I, know, I, so that, I, that's now come out. Yeah. I'd liken that to having Conte take the first week of training when they knew he was on his way out. You know, yeah, it, it's utterly, utterly mishandled by the, by the club, in my view. The, the, thing, the thing is, with all of this stuff, um, it's all formalities and, and uh, uh, legal contracts that have to be have to be observed. So it, sometimes when when you want to have a look at what Chelsea do, which quite frankly does baffle you at times, um, there are reasons why these kind of things happen because contracts have to be observed so that people can uh, avoid getting sued for this, that, and the other. But I agree with almost everything that Clayton has said. Um, the reality is Courtois is a very good goalkeeper for us. The reality is that we signed him at a time when we thought that we could uh, uh, dominate by getting the best players out of time. Um, and we ended up in a situation where we had too many in that goalkeeping position. Um, and we got we were left in a situation where uh, we had to make a decision and we made that decision possibly a season or two too late. Um, he has kids. Football players are not slaves. Um, because, and this is, the, this is the beauty of a lot of this stuff on, on, on Twitter that, you know, they imagine uh, behaviour which uh, many of these people would never uh, um, conform to if they were in exactly the same position. You know, if your kids are in Madrid, why shouldn't you be with your kids? Go to you, go and see your kids. I mean, you know, you're not, as I said, you're not a slave. I, in terms I, of I actually, quick, I actually saw somebody the other day say, you know, it's not like he isn't rich enough to jump on a Ryanair plane every couple of weeks and go and see them. As if that's the fucking well, answer. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, right now. I, I, it doesn't matter how he goes. He, he probably's worried enough money to hire a private jet. The fact is, you don't want to be fucking doing that every couple of weeks. Uh, you I know, mean, there's a natural, nonsense. natural desire. And I'm, I just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm if I'm sounding a bit disillusioned, it's you're right yet to. another thing is that this, I'm disillusioned about the fact that that people, if you're taking the Courtois' behaviour so personally because of a perceived slight on the club and therefore you you really need to get out more often and go and get a life I mean it's an absolute nonsense some of this stuff and uh, uh, to be quite frank with you look we didn't qualify for the Champions League the guy wants to go and see his kids uh, you know quite frankly it's up to him what, 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 what he does and in terms of the situation with, with, with his quality and our, our getting over his replacement um, Clayton you're, you're obviously the authority of goalkeeper so I take my life into my hands when I say this but I've really I think Courtois is a very good goalkeeper. I think he's one of the best. But I think we're at a stage in football where there are a lot of very good goalkeepers. And so if one goes, I was never really worried about um, our ability to replace. Because while I think he's very good, I think there are other good keepers that we can we can have in there. I mean, I've, I, I, that you're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I've been looking very enviously for some time at Kasper's Michael, um, and I was quite disappointed we didn't we didn't yeah, get him. But then, me too. But then, you know. But in terms of uh, in, in terms of um, you know replacements, well, I think that the, the the writing was on the wall the moment we allowed Liverpool to get Allison because it was well known that we we'd been in discussions with Roma, so we obviously had something up our sleeve way back. Um, so I'm not I'm not particularly concerned about this. I I think Courtois was one of those players who he's a good player. Um, it's always better to have good players in your squad. But I'm not going to cry if he goes. 
Um, I wish him all the best, and he's, he's been a good servant for us. Some of the behaviour of some of these people is just absolutely ridiculous, and this is perhaps something we can talk about in the politics section about. I, I hate to raise this beast again, but the difference between people on Twitter and people who go to the games, or at least people who... Uh, Put some emotional investment in a yeah. proper way into the club. Let's get um, let's get let's get Donald's view just on the on the Courtois situation, then, and and then we'll move into that kind of. It's, it's all working um, working seamlessly in anyway. So, um, well, I, I think everyone's sort of covered basically the the, the facts or rumours or what we understand of the situation. Um, I, I have a very definite view on why Courtois was never taken to the hearts of of, of the, the, the Chelsea-going public. Hello? You know, Donald? Oh, Donald, you've locked up, mate. A book written... Oh! There you go. Mind. Donald, of- Donald, rewind yourself yeah. about 20 seconds, because we lost you completely then. We oh, got sorry. to the bit where um, you, you... The last words I heard were Chelsea-going public. Oh yes, the che- of the Chelsea going public, they've never quite warmed to Thibaut Courtois. So what I want you to do is is think of Thibaut Courtois in profile, okay? And I'm now going to read you a quotation that comes from a book called France and Her Army. <laughs> Every man of action has a strong dose of egotism, pride, hardness and cunning. Now, the uh, the historians amongst you will of course know that a particular person wrote France, wrote France and her army. And ah, when you look at the past, then <laughs> yeah. you imagine our, our somewhat difficult relationship with Europe and the seeds, you know, of our early entry or attempts to enter the uh, European <laughs> economic community. <laughs> yeah. There was a stumbling block. There was yes, a man, was. a certain aloof character who even his own country respected but maybe never warmed to. And we're talking General de Gaulle. Gaulle, I think when people looked down at that sort of angular sort of body and head in front of... Did they hear him saying no and a thousand times no? Yeah. (laughs) Majority English-going Chelsea following were looking down. And, you know, most of us are of a certain age. And I think somewhere in the back of people's minds, they thought... Yes, we respect him as a great goalkeeper, but he's general de goal as far as we're concerned. And <laughs> the manner of his going, you know, the sort of refusal to engage with, with the fan base, etc., etc. You know, I think that that's why you've got a lot of negativity around Thibaut Courtois. That's but we, should, we should respect him for leading the resistance, surely. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on. This week, while we talk about the politics, so we've obviously, and, and some of the ends, we've had two very good, or well, one very good signing with uh, Jorginho. Uh, we appear to be getting this, um, I don't know how you pronounce this, but it's Kepa. Um, uh, Kepa's good. At, Kepa's at, good. At, Leave at, it at, there. At, at uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, we've got. Well, I should point out as a, as a, you know, there will be very, very many virulent males who will look at the goalkeeping situation, and like any man, 
wonder how they're going to get by with five inches less. But we'll move. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, but also looking at the the situation, you know, with um, Sarri's giving game time to Rubens Loftus Cheek, Callum Hudson Odoi, uh, Ethan Ampadu, and that's all promising stuff. That's stuff I think that we would have all liked to have possibly seen more in the last couple of years. Um, uh, and I, I do think it's it, it's very promising stuff. It goes back into this, you know, will he be given time or whatever? Uh, on the politics side of it, though, when you look at it, there's this um, as Donal was mentioned there. Um, again, no move on a proper director of football, and it looks like Marina is that director of football, which is a, and it is all whichever way I sound, it's going to sound um, slightly misogynist, and it really isn't. But you know, um, you want the director of football to be somebody who knows football and has been in the game, possibly even played it to senior levels, uh, who can just take that operational side of the football uh, and and have it all under themselves, you know. Um, and that's the development, the youth side, the buying, the selling, the loaning and all that sort of stuff. Um, and let the board, the marinas, she can go out and do the negotiations and let the rest of the board do the business side. Guy Lawrence can, you know, they can all do the sponsorship deals and the, and the marketing and the thrilling since whatever it is and that old rubbish. Um, so, uh, just some thoughts on that. You know, we, 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 we find ourselves in a position now, I think, pre-season. We, none of us know the, there's obviously some bank rolling going on of players, but you know we pay seventy for the uh, keeper, the keeper, um, and we get getting potentially thirty five million or whatever it is for Courtois. Um, and I, I wonder, I've said it before in the past, you know, I wonder whether there are signs here that you know Roman is 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 changing uh, in, in his regard for Chelsea. You know, we've. We lost. We've, we've put the stadium on hold, and I'm really gutted about that. I think that will that will come and bite us big time in oh, the I've, end. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard something about that. Yeah, that I'll, um, interesting. Well, I, I, well, the feeling I have is is that you know when you sign players, they are signing for a, 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 as horrible as it is. They're signing for a brand, and that includes the stadium and the facilities and the number of fans. And you know when you put Old Trafford up there, when you put. Um, you know, uh, uh, the other big stadium, the Camp Nou, etc., etc. That's all part and parcel of what you're buying into when you go to that club. And Stamford Bridge is a mu- is a million miles behind some of them, I think now. And, and I'm a bit worried about that. But anyway, so well, I mean, and also there's a rumoured two million pound bid on the table from Jim Ratcliffe, who's the CEO uh, of a company well, called Ineos. So, um, yeah. your thoughts, well, if, chaps? If, jump in. Can I? Can I? Can I jump in? I, I, uh, <laughs> You, you know, with the Jim Radcliffe stuff, that will uh, that will make you roll your eyes because uh, it, he's probably the start of Jeremy Corbyn becoming Labour leader. But that's another story altogether. Um, I'll tell you that story another time. Um, in terms of this business with uh, Marina, I, you see, I was just thinking about this uh, earlier today and also yesterday. It's, sometimes in football, it's almost as if we 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 think that the actual game is played on paper on what we read and what we what people say and uh, rather than what is actually going on i mean let's look at a situation with the director for we had a director for he's called michael uh, emanalo right and we were making the same moans even then what all i can see i mean i i i, I don't know if i'm going a bit crazy in my in my relative old age or young age or whatever it is um but look let's look at what's happened so we're spending money on the players that we want and by and large getting them. We are keeping our best players. We are integrating youth into the side. So Callum's been in, Ethan's been in, uh, Ruben's coming in. 
we've got a new manager who is playing or wants to play good football. Now, if we had a director of football, isn't that what we would expect? I mean, I want a director of football, don't get me wrong, but isn't that what the director of football would be pretty much helping us to do? And we're doing it already. So I don't think there's any big rush at this moment in time to have it. If the thing is going well, then we can take our time and, and, and pick the one that is, that is appropriate. But all the things that a director of football should be doing, we're doing. Uh, Marina's, for all, the, for all the talk about her personally, about you know, whether she's a woman or whether she's a man or whether she does this or that, by and large, she's a pretty good negotiator. We generally tend to get you know, with a few flaring exceptions to get what we want. I don't know if you know this, but we nicked Georgina from under Man City's nose. And we did it with negotiation with one of the hardest uh, chairmen to negotiate with in probably in football, uh, Aurelia de de Laurentiis. Um, We could possibly take Fekir, who uh, Liverpool have been after since day one. Um, and then at the same time, too, Callum's playing, Ethan's playing, Ruben's playing. So I'm not really sure whether we should be that fussed about the director of football situation just yet. We want one long term, but just yet, I don't really see that there's, you know, and Roman's spending the money, um, which we were obviously worried he wasn't. He's spending the money. And as for the stadium, uh, that hasn't gone away, uh, is all I'm going to say. Clayton, Donald, someone jump in on this one. The politics, the stuff going on in the background. I don't, you know, it, it, it was. Oh, gone, Donald. Sorry, uh, carry on. No, I was, was going to say the stadium. <laughs> oh, that, right. Okay. So, oh, Is that no, dead air? No, yeah. It, no, no. Get, no, no. No. So, so I mean, basically, on the politics side of things, I, I think that, however badly managed or awful everything is was it 15 trophies in 15 years with it with you know this this club that's a mess this club that's this that and the other i think the the bottom line is football like everything in life has just turned into short-termism and yes it would be absolutely lovely to have something in place where we bring our kids in bring in two a year uh buy two great players a year and keep everything going doesn't happen it's not going to happen no. managers you know managers are are disposable now um you know the last long-term manager in the premier league's gone um our managers have a two-year lifespan and why we can't just get our heads around that i don't know because for whatever reason by accident or design it works i mean the, the thing that really, really hacked me off was at the end of last season, everybody said, oh, shit, we had a shit season. No, we didn't. We no, won the yeah. FA Cup. That's why we were at we Wembley. Won. We were at Wembley we, on Sunday because we won we that. We won the FA Cup. As, as Tim you know, Rolls actually said, there were 90 other clubs that weren't there. Exactly. And, and the fact is, that at the beginning of the season, domestically, there's three trophies that you can win, and we <laughs> yes, won one of them. Exactly. I mean, the, the, crazy, the, the crazy thing about all of this is that it always assumes that it, people from the other clubs are not making the same complaints about their club. There's only one club in this country where I doubt their fans are making any complaints at all, and that's that city. If you yeah, want to go yeah. through that league, 
Every single club, the fans are moaning about, uh, about something. The Spurs fans are moaning because Levy isn't spending any money. The Man United fans are moaning because Mourinho isn't playing football and they're not spending any money. The Liverpool fans are worried about whether they're going to win the league or whether Jürgen's going to do this or that. The uh, uh, you know you just go down and down and down. The Arsenal, and Arsenal, fans Arsenal have just been league. taken. Arsenal have just been taken private, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so they're, 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 there's a big significant change for Arsenal coming up. The, the, the thing about this is that, relatively speaking, we are no better or no worse than, than many of the other clubs, and we have 15 more trophies than some of them uh, in the last 15 years. So I think we just there's there's always stuff that we're going to be unhappy about. I'm not I'm not one of these people who you know who wants to just be a club PR man. I mean that the club have, have big problems with with quite a lot of things, uh, particularly the fact that you only have to look at yesterday. This, the ground wasn't even 20k, you know, in terms of attendance. You know, with all the ticket prices and all the nonsense that goes on there. But I just think I'd rather the the the, the frustration be targeted in the right place rather than just any old thing that, you know, people moan about on Twitter. Because, relatively speaking, we're doing pretty well by the standards of most clubs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't take away. Donald, you were going to say something, I think. Um, well, the main point I was going to make was that um, the last estimate I saw for the, for the ground as we were going to build it was, was what, 1.1 billion, something like that? Yep. You know... Uh, it's just not sustainable to me. I can't. We're expecting a, a football club to spend over a billion pounds on developing a stadium and be gone for four years from it. And if the estimate now is four years, then you're probably looking at more than working in contracting as I do. You know, mm. builders, builders and programs are, are a very elastic concept. But then, um, and the thing is, stadiums I, are not not the be all and end all because if if they were, then very few people would ever assign for Arsenal during the say, period they were smoking. No, no, I, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. My point is, is that yes, we're all disappointed about the development of Stamford Bridge, but you know, it, it was over a billion pounds to build a stadium. and I get that, I get that, but it still it, it still doesn't answer why Arsenal managed it. It still doesn't ask. Answer why Spurs managed it in two years because they because they, they, built, they, they, had, they, different... they had friend, friendly local councils they had land on which to do it um, yeah. and Spurs um, bought they land have, they, they didn't have a home office who well I mean that's, that's another story altogether but the, the reality is that it's a uniquely different different uh, case with us we are in, in construction most... terms you know yeah. in construction terms uh, Stanford Bridge listen, I was, was always I was always that. always in favour of us buying Earl's Court and building there. I was always in favour of that. Um, all yeah. Battersea Power Station would have taken either of them. I just think mm. that we are going to be less attractive, okay, to the top players, mm. and we're going to be less of a draw in, in, in many terms with Stamford Bridge as it stands now with a 41,000 capacity. I don't disagree with you, but I think you aren't going to be able to build a signature stadium on that ground for the sort of money that which, Stadia generally and, 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 which so, had, always, so, so, had always been maintained before, even before the, the, the plans that Roman had brought up before that, it had always been that, that was always the problem, don't forget they were looking but, but, to move elsewhere because they could not get the permission to build what they wanted on but, that but, on that piece of ground so, 
But to, uh, Tony, just 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 the, the the critical point here is that, and obviously these problems go way uh, go much farther back. They go back as far as nineteen seventy odd. Oh yes, when we sh- when we should have built the stadium then and done it properly, and we would have had our sixty thousand seater stadium. But just on terms of the, the, the stadium capacity, I'm I'm with you emotionally. I want a sixty thousand Stamford Bridge with a with a single tier end, uh, and with stay standing. But at this moment in time, it's not doable. And in terms of the attraction for players, well, Juventus are the, easily the biggest club in Italy. Getting to the Champions League final uh, uh, pretty much most years or getting near the semi-final most years, their stadium capacity is about the same as ours. Um, the reality is that players move for uh, a combination of things, money, prospects, and just the city in which they're going to be in. I, I, I think the stadium is obviously, it's great to walk into the Camp Nou and the Bernabeu and you know, San Siro. But ultimately, when it comes down to brass tacks, what am I going to win? How much am I going to earn? Who am I playing with and for? And wh- where am I going to be living? And those will always, always be the priorities. And they spend most of their time at a state-of-the-art training ground. You know, yes, they play at Stamford Bridge, but the facilities that they actually deal with day-to-day are second to none mm. and I think yeah. that's probably more important uh, you know none as long as there's a crowd at the stadium as long and, as there's an see I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great proponent of change and I think you know you actually you move with the times and and that makes me less of a, a traditionalist and I was never one of these people going oh my god four years out of our ground in order to build what um, the club isn't about me or you or anybody it's about the club and the business and it'll go on way beyond our time and it has to look to the future and I think part of that future is either A, develop the ground on the existing site or move elsewhere and I now don't believe that Roman Abramovich is willing to put that money in I don't think the money was specifically that the, the, the biggest issue here I think it was the lack of a visa and everything that was going on around uh, the, 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 the Novichok stuff and the anti-Russian sentiment um, at the time and I, I honestly believe if I was him, I'd feel the same. I'd be like, well, fuck but you. It, but it wasn't, just, just, it wasn't just about his money, though, was it, Tony? He he was never going to be able to fund a billion yeah. pounds. No, and that is, and that is, that is why, and that is why I, I, you know, I was interested and intrigued in, in the perspective. And it's more than just, you know, uh, someone passing me some, a, a note at work or whatever in the idea that either he was going to go into partnership and buy somebody, somebody was going to come in with him on the club and, uh, and take a, a stake in the club in order to be part and parcel of that. Look, we'll, we'll you know, two, I, I will quick. say this: you have got a chief exec who was a chief exec of the second biggest uh, company in the UK, who I happen to work for, right? Mm. Okay, that's got a global presence. Don't tell me that he doesn't know business and business people and how to branch out and, and forge partnerships better than pretty much any CEO we've had before, even Kenyon. Kenyon was. But that's football. why he was hired. That's why he was hired. Exactly. And this is why I said. This is why I said to you that I don't. Uh, well, we maybe we talk off air, but it, it's uh, well. Uh, but in just yeah, we'll, last, we'll have a little chat what, what, afterwards. One, one last, one last point on this. Mm-hmm. There's a Brazilian player, and I wish I could remember the name uh, in the mid noughties who played for Everton. Um, and this should never ever be underestimated, particularly about English football, um, because although we we always see ourselves as exceptional, we're not often right. But in this, we are right. This Brazilian player said, 
when he came to England, he said it was like playing in Hollywood. Why did he say it was like playing in Hollywood? He said because it's not the size of the stadiums, it's the fact that the stadiums are so close to the pitch. It's the same thing that the many of the continental players who come here uh, say. When they come here, it doesn't matter whether the stadium is, is 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 or 60,000. The, the fact that the stadium is always full, number one. Uh, the fact that the fans are close to the pitch, number two. And the fact that the fans generally, compared to, and we always, you know, we're always slagging off our own fans as we have done most of this show. Uh, but generally, <laughs> on the whole, we're much better. We're much better. I mean, you, you go and play in Napoli, or you go and play for Barcelona, and you'll see what Fickle is, yeah. right? You know, Can we're we're all right, and a lot of players uh, respect that and enjoy that. So I, said, I don't think we should be too so bothered about it. I said I was going to keep it to now. I'm going to give the last word on 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 Roman and everything to Clayton because he's been very quiet, and I'm worried about him. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just listening. I, I mean, I've got nothing but respect um, and thanks for our owner. Yes, he could do things differently. Yes. We could have been in a very different place if things would have been more stable at the club. And, I mean, Manchester City are doing it in a certain way. But he's done it in a way where he's given me and our fans more than we could ever hope, certainly when he came in. And it's his club. He can do what he likes. If we don't like it, then unfortunately, it's it's our hard luck. But... I would say he's got a lot more right than he's got wrong. Um, I know that people are going to say it's not his club, it's our club. Okay, I understand that, but he but owns the, fact the club. Is, yes, you're, yeah. you're, he, he, he's, he's he, own, he owns it yeah. and he can yeah. do what he wants. Um, he doesn't talk to us. We don't know why he does what he does. Um, people saying that he's lost interest, etc., etc., he hasn't lost interest. He, he really hasn't lost interest. I don't believe that for one minute. You know, OK, we're going out and we spent a lot of money today on a goalkeeper. Um, we're getting half of it back. Everybody's like saying, oh, we've done this, that and the other. But ultimately, we're going to buy a goalkeeper who potentially looks very good for, in essence, 35 million, not including the wages. Jack Buckman was going to cost us 30. Um Schmeichel would have cost us 30, oh, yeah, maybe yeah, more. Yeah. So, you know, we are where we are. I think the, you know, there's, there's so much, I mean, just looking at Twitter tonight and the absolute bile um, <laughs> for Courtois. Yeah, I, I've, I've been watching it as well, Clay. It's, really. it's, just, it's just nonsense. But yeah. everybody has basically over the last two weeks on Twitter said, Board haven't got a clue. Roma's not interested. Marina doesn't know what she's doing, and, and we are where we are now. Which you basically... see what happens when you send people to bed without any dinner. Exactly. So <laughs> the thing is, very good. Uh, the thing is that we just don't know, and, yeah. and and ultimately, you can only judge when the transfer window closes what your squad looks like. Yeah. Right. I'm but but on... just one, just one oh, last so... thing, Tony. Yep. There is this dichotomy between playing the youth and always wanting to buy in half a dozen players every time the window opens. If you buy half a dozen players... You can't play the youth. 
Go and play the youth. No. I mean, as it is, we've been watching uh, Ampadu and, and yeah. Loftus and all these people. It, I mean, once you've got, once you've got, if Fekir comes in, you've got Jorginho, you've got Kante, who's already you know bound to play most games. Hazard. Where are these people going to play? Yeah, I you think know, this is other than on the league in the League Cup on a wet I, I, Wednesday. I tried you know? using I tried using this this uh, argument of logic against some you know vehement. Um, pro Sarri people just said you know what manager what manager given a two year contract is going to come in and gamble with the kids when their targets are set to win the championship or win the title sorry Champions League football blah 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 they're not they're just not no one is um, and if they do and it goes wrong they'll be out the door and we know that so I think it's a, 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 it's, a it's almost a vicious cycle we're stuck in Although Cal is a bit special, well, uh, yes, but you know, special. but you know, yeah, but he's, he's seventeen. Seventeen, mind you, Rooney was seventeen when he when he broke. Yeah, the and look so at Rooney. What, what age was Rooney starting to to wear I out think, at? Oh well, I mean, you could argue he, Michael he, Owen. You know, yeah, I think if, you, if you start a player with too heavy a workload, too young, I'm very excited about him, and I hope he gets some games. Yes. But you don't carry seasons worth of games at 18 and 19 and no. go on much past 30. No, so I agree don't want that. to burn him out either, do you? No. You know, that's um, the sort of... I'm going to I'm gonna move it on now. We've been an hour and six minutes, so I've already busted my bloody hours limit. Um, so I'm going to finish it off. And the last thing from each one of you I want before I go into the usual outro uh, is quite simple. I want predictions. And I know they're guesses. Uh, I want, so I'm going to start with you, Kweku. I want a prediction for, um, you know, what trophies we'll win and where we'll finish in the league. All right. Uh, something that people always forget when they discuss football is that you don't have to beat the big sides. You just have to beat the sides you're supposed to beat and you can, that can take you places. With that in mind, I think we are going to finish an absolutely solid fourth, which is exactly where I think we need to be right now. Any 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 potential trophies in there? Do you think the Europa League? Or uh, I don't think so. Um, I think we just need to get that Champions League, and I think that's where the focus will be. Donal. Um, trophy wise, given last night's uh, events, perhaps, and you know the fact we got to the semi final last year, I think possibly the Czech trade is is on the horizon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, more more than that, I don't want to be overly optimistic. I I would just say that we we play away to Tottenham on the 24th of November. And by then we'll have played, I think, Arsenal, Liverpool and United. I don't think we play, we'll have played City yet. Um, I just hope that, you know, psychologically we're all in a reasonable place, no matter what happens by then. That's a massive uh, ask, that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chelsea fans um, predi- psychologically in a good place at any point in the season. Dear oh dear. <laughs> Prediction wise, oh, I don't have a clue. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for top four, um, and you know that. Uh, much like a lot of people, I, I, you're torn between this. I'd like to say, is, I'd like to see us play good football. Um, but of course, the downside of that is he might be playing good football and getting beat every week. Is it then good football? I, I don't know. No. Um, well, you know who played uh, very good high line football, very exciting football? A certain Mr. Keggy Keagle. Mm. You know, and um, where did it get him in the end? Yeah. There you go. I see. Um, I, I would say, of course, the great news about tonight, um, and we should, if we're being positive, following Kweku's lead and <clears throat> trying to be positive about the world, is that we have 
incoming and I will have to go and speak to the authorities about this. I don't know if a loan counts, but we have got our Mad Balkan coming oh, in. Oh, a Mad Balkan. There we go, your theory. Your theory. We, we could, yeah. of course, be looking at, at... We could be looking at the title, quite frankly, if all goes well. Right. So your prediction... We are, you, are you predicting a, a Premier League win? I think so. If, if, if having someone from the Balkans as a loan player is the same as having one in your team, then... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's Let's push the boat out. Yeah, yeah. That is brilliant. Um, Clayton. Hello. Look into your um, crystal ball and tell me what you think. Uh, I, I think the league is going to be tough. Um, I think it's top four is not guaranteed, I would say. I think that it will depend not only on us, but how quickly Tottenham... Um, settle into their new stadium and whether our friend is still at Old Trafford in December um, <laughs> so I don't know I, th- I think I'd, I'd be surprised if we got top four in the league because I think the f- we're not going to be at the races for the first 10 games nice. so um, I think it's going to be a, a huge ask um, and the other thing is I think we've got a really tough start um, I think we've got one of the toughest starts of all the uh, sort of so-called big six. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a cup. Um, it would be nice to to get any cup really. Um, maybe the league cup, maybe the Europa. I think the Europa is something that might be workable, and 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 that's why we've got a big squad, and and a lot of these kids will get game time. And yeah. I think you know, I mean, part of me actually thinks concentrate on the league and just play a lot of kids and fringe players in the cups um, but I know when it comes to it I'll, 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 I will want to win it but I, I don't know I can't I can't see us winning anything this year but I do actually think there is a a good chance at the revolution which was promised under AVB um, will will happen this time yeah. I, I, on, I honestly think that they've gone out of their way to get somebody who is not proven, and I do honestly think this time that they will stick with him. And you can remind me of that when he's gone in, um, in February. <laughs> February, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I'm interested because I've, I've, I've put the fifth, I've put quarterfinals Euro Cup. Um, I think we've got a chance of quarterfinals semis of the FA Cup. I think we'll probably early dump out of the Carabao Cup or whatever it's called these days. Um, I'm being deliberately pessimistic there uh, and I'm, I'm doing it on the basis that I think you know if he's given the time fair enough I, I think it's an interesting point that you make about the fact that uh, that we, we, we brought somebody in you know starting from uh, you know to, to build for the future etc um, I just get a feeling that the you know once the press once the media get their grips in if things aren't going well the rumours start the misinformation starts and we do do that at the club there are you know misinformation leaks that go on all the time so I hope it tra- I hope it turns out differently, but um, it'd be an interesting one. I think also I'm quite sanguine about it because having seen us win the Champions League and everything else and 15 trophies in 15 years, um, I go to the games now because I enjoy going to the games. I enjoy meeting people, having a beer, and and that and that's as much it as as it is actually winning. If we lose a game, it no longer ruins my weekend. Maybe mm. that's just a natural. Um, uh, 
a, a thickening of the skin over years, or maybe it's because actually, do you know what? I did moot it once with um, with um, uh, Chidge um, on a on a real owl train once. I said that after the Champions League win, I did wonder whether there was any possibility that as a football fan you could resu- you could retire. You could just say, do you know what? I've seen it all now. That's that's me lot. I'm going to go off and watch the cricket. Um, mm. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, maybe that's what it is. I you know, ten years ago, I would have been absolutely furious over some of this and probably you know with blood pressure reading that's way too much but nowadays I just think um, is, do I get a proper glass in the pub yes oh that's it that's a good start you know so there you go um, thank you everybody um, it's been a real pleasure just, just before we go Tony do you, do you happen to have the link there's probably a link um, to a webcam which is trained on the very small hamlet with the tiny piece of jungle cleared I think it's on the edge of the camp, somewhere in Cambodia, where they they've got the Carabao Cup draw this year. <laughs> I'll have to dig that out and tweet it. Which, out. Whichever obscure part of the world they've yeah. chosen to yes. get the Carabao yes. Cup, I think we yeah. we need to put that up as soon as yeah. possible to help Indeed. people stay um, forward. But- I'll put myself back in the position of saying that you know tonight has, has helped relight my mojo a little bit, um, and it was a weird thing I found because of the World Cup because I thoroughly enjoyed it and because I couldn't go Brilliant. anywhere um, because of my ankle because I was laid up housebound. I watched pretty much every single game, uh, even on the day of the operation where I expected to only see one game. I actually saw two because the operation was delayed and then came out and saw the you know the, the, the second half of whatever game that was going on that night. Um, and I loved it. And it really, um, you know, for all of the... I mean, the, the politicians around the world must be absolutely furious with the fact that it's shown Russia in such a good light. Um, but the football was absolutely joyous. And, and the lack of hooliganism and everything that went with it. I mean, you'd have to be pretty stupid to go to Russia and want to start being a football hooligan I'd imagine because you know um, and and maybe some did and maybe they're just somewhere in Siberia now never to be heard of again. Do you know who bought the most tickets for the World Cup? I don't know was it Colombia? America Was it really? Good Mm. lord Yep Bloody hell, who'd have thought that? Anyway, anyway, I'll move on to the outro um, so parish notices um, if you've enjoyed the They're all in the name of one D. Trump Um, if you've enjoyed tonight uh, you can pick this up on iTunes Uh, it'll be released in the next couple of days and you can also go to just google podinshed.com and you'll find 93 previous episodes and maybe if you're really determined there's an easter egg in there of the famous missing episode Um, uh, and if you go to iTunes you can leave some ratings for us it just helps I don't know in what way but Nick always says you know try and get some ratings put on it Um, uh, it, it, one thing we would say is it's you know pretty much not safe for work if you're playing it over a Bluetooth speaker in the middle of the office. And could um, those ratings be slightly higher than the ones given to the players on Sunday? Yeah, please. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. Um, a quick plug for the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Um, if you join the trust, you get your voice heard by the club. Uh, it's five pounds to become a voting member. Um, you can become a non-voting member for free. Um, you sign up at uh, ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. Uh, that will allow you to attend the meetings if you're a, a paid member. Uh, uh, go to various events and vote on the issues that directly affect you they do a really fantastic job um, I know Chidge the chairman of it personally as does Clayton and, and everybody else he's really really put some work into this um, and it's a really worthwhile thing to, to get behind it you know it's probably the best known way of getting um, a communal voice heard by the club um, the next pod in shed 
Oh, and you can also follow the Chelsea Supporters Trust uh, at Chelsea S Trust. Um, right, well, the next pod in Shed will be at least four weeks away because I, I'm off to France next week for three weeks. Um, so I'd actually get to miss the Arsenal and Bournemouth home games. Um, and my first game, I think, is home to Cardiff. I then miss the Manchester United home game because I'm going to Ireland for a week. Um, so there's three bloody good games that I'm going to be missing uh, this season already. My heart sank uh, when, the, when the fixture list came out. I really did. I was just sort of, for fuck's sake, I'm just like, you know, um, it's almost like they, they've planned... Oh, it's like they've planned it against me. But uh, we'll try and get one um, done for September and we'll try and keep a, a podding shed going on a monthly basis. Um, I'd like to say uh, thank you very much to my guests. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, Kweku. Thank you. Um, and you can have a little chat with me afterwards about what you know um, off air. Uh, uh, and and a, a very good night to you as well, Clayton. And thanks ever so much for giving up your time to come on to this at such short notice. No problem at all. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to have to say adios. Um, okay. As, as Mrs. Beerman has got the proverbial rolling pin um, <laughs> pointed in my direction. Yes. But it's great to, great to be back on again and lovely to speak with both quick. Yeah, Don't hopefully. Don't yourself, Tony. Yeah. And you too, yeah. mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Take care. And, Bye. Uh, and finally, Donal, um, thank you as, as well for coming on um, uh, with a fantastic musical interlude. I think I look, yes. forward, I look forward to your next musical interlude with with deepening interest to see what, yes. you, what what choices are made. Sorry about that little uh, thing just a moment ago. I was just watching Jack Grealish scoring a goal. Oh. Um, <laughs> funny funny thing was, he had a hurling stick in his hand and he was playing for Galway. Um, so I don't know if Daniel Levy's seen what he's up to. But anyway, uh, yes. carry on. Um, and on that note, um, I'd like to say good night and thank you very much. And um, see you next month.